What's up, everybody? Yo, what's good? Uh, this is Tone. And this is Max. And we have a review for you guys today for a movie called Fatal Affair on Netflix. Yes, it is starring Omar Epps and Nia Long. And it, um, so this is another episode that's full of spoilers. Um, yes, it is. Do you want me to go down my list of questions? How do you want to approach this? Uh, because I wrote notes goodness. as we watched the movie. Yes. And so then I am prepared to do a start to finish Mag's random questions about what's going on. Okay, we can do that. You can kind of just go down your list and I will chime in as I see fit. Okay. My very first question in the opening scene is, why would you go upstairs to investigate when you don't hear footprint footsteps? Don't know. Look, let me tell you something. Sometimes stuff just don't make sense. Okay? You you write it out. Well, I mean, no. So like let's let's think about this logically. First, I thought that we were watching a movie that was like, This is the house that the scary thing happened, and then now the new couple is moving in and the scary thing is coming back, right? Cause I I mean I knew it was a fatal affair, but I do my best to not um watch the previews of things that I am um apprehensive about because sometimes those trailers turn me off to the point I won't watch it so all I all I knew was those two I didn't really know who was going to be the husband I didn't know who was going to be the villainous side dude I thought from the the poster shot alone that Omar Epps was going to be the husband I was wrong of course not why would what um, I did. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, it would make sense, right? Uh, just from the poster shot that Omar Epps is a husband, but he just happened not to be. Uh, it was. Let me tell you something. The opening scene of the movie was terribly. Um, it made sense as the movie went on, but the opening scene was kind of like, what's, what's happening? It was just confusion. Um, yes. Uh, and like, hunching. Hunching, confused. Yes, yeah, a lot of hunching. Uh, she went upstairs. She she. Okay, so you're, the guy disappeared. You tell him you'll be right back. You gonna break down the whole scene? No, but he disappears, and you're looking for the guy, your your other dude who disappeared. I get that, right? Fine, fine. Why would he go take a random bath? Yeah, like that's the that's the thing. You don't hear any footsteps at all. And what is the surprise about a man sitting in a bathtub? Yeah, I I mean, my, it might happen. It's possible, right? But I, I don't mean, really see it. Maybe it's revealing. Maybe we're right. bland and we don't know how much it goes down. But Stephen Bishop actually is the one that plays the husband. And I'll tell you, I'm so used to seeing him as, like, the villain um, in the other stuff that I've seen him in that I was shocked. And so I'm glad that he got a chance to uh, have a little bit of dimension with this because I was just like, mm. Yeah, so he can actually play a normal person, you know? <laughs> right. Um, that's good to see, um, as always. Okay, um, so here's my next question. Go ahead. My next immediate question, and this is in the order of me watching it, is what is wrong with Marcus's arm? That's who Stephen Bishop's playing, the husband. Uh, I 
it was like an accident. So he got into an accident with a car or something like that. Like it was a car accident. He was on so bike, we don't maybe. find any of that out until way, 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 yeah, way, so way later. later. In the, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, that was, I mean, so you're not, I'm not asking these questions not, of oh, you. Like you just, I am general, just telling you what questions I'm came sorry. up as I was watching the movie. Obviously we didn't go over this guys. So it's fine. We're going, um, wait, we're, we're winging this. Okay. We're enjoying the movie. We're out here winging. Um, I came prepared. She came You're prepared. winging it. I'm winging it, of course. Um, this oh is how God. this how this this is our life. Okay. This so, is how you move. Anyway, right. so that was my first question. So there's like some very obvious scenes that make you like, well, what's wrong with this? What about that? Because yes. she looked pissed, and I was confused about her looking pissed. When when did she look pissed? When she looked over at him on the other oh, side of the yeah. bed. First of all, yeah. Let me tell you about how I'm not gonna buy. Great big house and sleep in little bitty bed. Nah, they had like a what a, a, a like a queen, half a full queen, something like that. It was nuts. Um, it was the smallest bed in the world, and I'm like, there is not that much loving each other. No, it gets hot at night. I have a we have a king, so and that's all I'm gonna sleep in. Mm-hmm. I don't care what's going. I hate when you go to a hotel and they just have the doubles. Yes, that well, means yeah, I like the I can sleep in my own bed. It, that's exactly what's gonna happen because you got to sleep in your own. I bed. I am going to sleep in my own bed. I like it. Okay, so then, so then, my next note is David is an immediate creep. David is Omar Epps' character. David was creepy in the beginning. Yes, immediate. Yes, like, like creepy vibes. Moment one, I was like, why is he so creepy? Yeah, he. Uh, Yes, I agree. Completely creep. I wasn't a fan of his from day from the moment that I uh, laid eyes on him. Um, just in that in that meeting, it was just like the vibes are all wrong. They were right. So I mean, like we do our best not to give so much of the story away, but like this is more like so you can get a debrief after you've watched the stuff because this is if you can't tell. This is not a movie that we are a fan of. Oh, not at all. So please do not expect any fan theories. Yes. At the end of this review. No. Because um, they're not coming. Because we don't need a part two. So then let, let me hit pause there. So then it's revealed that Marcus is an architect. And this is where I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing. They took a Hallmark Lifetime movie and they said, what if this happened, but everybody was black? And at first I was like, is everybody black? Absolutely. Everybody in there was black except for like one, uh, two, no, two, no, one. And was she the law firm's principal? Yeah, I can't, I don't, no, she was white. I'm trying to see if she was white or not. Sorry. She was. Okay. But that was it, though. But it was just like, if we take this movie oh, yeah, and right. we make everybody black, and then we pepper in white characters into this situation. I don't know so what Courtney was, was, the friend. I have no idea what she was. I thought she was an attorney, but apparently she was not. So I don't know exactly what all was that situation. But that's what that movie felt like. It felt like they were like, we're not going to do tropes. We're not going to put everybody in the typical roles that we always see them in. This felt like um, a movie that was supposed to also serve as an audition, right? Because Nia Long, we don't really get to see her as like this super 
vulnerable. Um, like it was just an interesting space. I don't feel like I've seen her work this role before. Have you? Uh, no, I've never really seen her work a leading leading role. Like she has always been like a, a part of the cast. Like she's a lead. Like. Yeah, like a supporting yeah, actress. So, yeah, so like a like lead, a lead support. Yeah, yeah, lead support or something or another. But she was the main focal, and I don't ever think I've seen that uh, her in that role. So and so maybe that's the season that we're in. Maybe we're in the season of, because I'm. I feel like I'm gonna talk about John Henry like a little bit in probably all of these until we get to the point that we just really like break down the whole thing but i think that we're in a season of people trying to change the narrative about how people show up in film and so i'm when i saw that he was an architect and she was an attorney and i'm like does this couple exist in real life yes absolutely does this scenario ever show up in our cinematic reality no and so like i feel like that was the effort Yes. Um, okay, so <laughs> that wasn't okay, I'm working. So I agree with you. Uh I think that that was a bit of a um of a, a positive thing for me watching this movie. Seeing uh a successful couple, uh, you know, um Huxtable esque as far as job goes. Uh, but not connected no. in the in the traditional way that we see successful black people connect. Right. right? We usually see them like heavily heavily tied to some professional organizations right. or some like social clubs and stuff like that. And it wasn't none of that. Uh, but they was having real problems. Uh, so you've seen the vulnerable state of their relationship. You've seen the struggle in their relationship. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't just two successful people having a great time at life and enjoy their newfound freedom. Yeah. With an adult child, so uh, it, it was it was an interesting uh, change of pace seeing two successful uh, you know black individuals in a, in a movie uh, setting, right? Independently successful, right? Um, so then my notes got interesting. My next note was, why does David have wine colored lips? Now let's talk about okay how we Good. show up visually uh... in films. Everybody's clothing was... Um, Interesting. It was like they showed up to a set and everybody that was working on the movie thought that everybody was going to be something else and then everybody showed up black. I did not understand anybody's outfit. I did not understand anyone's hair. And I did not understand anyone's... Um, Makeup decisions. The lighting, what the light is like. The lighting crew showed up, thought they were gonna be lighting a different color of people. Yeah, like they read, like they read the script, and yeah. everybody got prepped, and everybody showed them like, oh, mm. oh, run out to the truck, go get some more. Like you know what I mean? Omar Epps had on this lip gloss that it was pop. Was pop. <laughs> it was killing me. I noticed it right away. I said, oh. So it was like, hey, why my G got on lipstick? Like, what's... Why is this red, though? And I'm so used to him having pink lips, right? I'm goofy. I'm like, no, Omar Epps has... He genuinely has... No. I look, and they were like wine color. That's hilarious. I'm staring at it. I'm looking at this man's lips, okay? Me, looking at a man. I'm sitting here like, 
what is like and she tells me oh no that's not true and i'm saying her like yeah i know what i know what lip gloss lipstick look like um <laughs> yeah because you always dodge it if i got it on so the uh the next note that i have is did marcus see them at the bar no well i Baby, I'm not asking you. If you answer what I ask on this thing again, I just don't even know. Why do you... I told you what I was doing. You did. Okay. You absolutely did. So I asked that question while while everything was happening Mm -hmm. because I was like, well, that's the obvious outcome, right? Right. Like, he called and asked her how she was doing, which I found that weird because if me and Tony go out, very rarely... If I call him, it's because... Um, I'm scared in the house by myself. Terrified. Okay. Or it's something like something in that line of work or like a line of like questioning or I'm asking him about something that I would like for him to do on his way back home. Yeah. And usually if I'm out and Tony calls me it's because I've been out too long and he's like, um, that's his gentle uh, girl. When you come home. Yeah. Too long is typically too long. Like I, it's not like. Yeah. No, no. So like, <laughs> like it's been a day. <laughs> yeah. Where you at? And so then for him to call and be like, "How are how are drinks with your friend?" That was so weird to me because they hadn't established at any other point in the story that they are the type of couple that just be like, "How's this going? How's that?" Like nothing told me in the way that they were communicating that that was a natural thing. It felt like his spidey sense was going off or Mm -hmm. he had a friend that was there that was like, hey, Mm -hmm. I just seen your wife, right? Okay. Like, that's what I thought was happening in the background. At at this point, I thought that we were getting ready to creep into a really good movie. I don't know. Um, I think our relationship kind of throws us off to other people's relationships. Yes. Uh, There's a lot of couples that check on each other when they go out. Um text and whatnot uh we're just different that's all Uh, no i don't even think it's just that we're different i think mm -hmm. that they never they they didn't come off like the type of couple that does that i get you saying okay yeah i'm not i'm not comparing us no i'm just saying i don't think i don't think they really had the time to establish or not establish that nor nor did i think they really thought about even you know putting that into you know, a, a noticeable thing place, right? But half of her time is her on her phone. Half of the film is her on her phone in one way or another, True. either calling or texting or something in on her phone. True. It, to the point where this is an Easter egg. On one of the scenes, she actually has her phone upside down. Dude. She's acting like she's talking on the phone and whole thing's uh, upside down. Like, girl, I... That's the director's fault. Fire two people. Okay. Fire at least two people. Uh, Somebody missed the buck. The okay. Buck. Stop. Yeah. So here's the next note. The next note is, what club is playing Forget Me Not? Tony said that there's such thing as a over 40 club. There's over 40 clubs. There's over 30 clubs. I mean, you got old people clubs all over the place. But an over 30 club is um, not an old people club. Let's be very clear on that. Okay. And All right. an over 40 club is a lounge. Uh, sometimes. But they were dancing. Sometimes you got. And over 40 clubs, sometimes you have dudes in 2000 gear kicking it. Can I. Okay. Not even when Will Smith sampled it for Men in Black. Has anyone determined for that track 
to be something that goes off in the club to dance to. Look, you don't know what the old people be out here Call, to. call me out of time frame. It has not shown up in any other movie. I mean, I don't I don't know. We I have can't. had a we had a 90s full of movies. I can't I can't throw Men that. I don't black know. I've never only, been in one of those clubs. Men I'm, in Black is the only time that I have ever heard that track. Outside of there's a reason why he Saturday used it, morning though. cleaning. There's a reason why he used it. Right? It went down it went off somewhere. It went off somewhere for him to use it. Well, okay, but hello, forget me not. It's men in black, the white people's memories. That makes sense for him to use that. It was a subliminal, like, you know what I mean? It was okay. him doing this thing. Right. Anyway, that was a question I had. Yeah. Next one is Nia Long loves that bra. Now, y'all, I don't know why I noticed things like that, but whatever the last two or three things that Nia Long has been in where we have seen her chest, she has been in this bra that's got the lines across the top. She brings now, it from home. Look. I, I don't know if it's a... It looks almost like a Savage Fenty bra, um, but, you know, that's not my ministry at this point in time. But it's just like it's it's the same bra. It's a it's a very nice bra. I don't see the problem. It must be her favorite cut um, of like she like that's cool. I got a scene where I'm gonna be looking like this. That's great. I'm gonna need for y'all to get me this bra situation. It's, it's a wonderful bra, and I don't think she need to change. Also, she had a negligee in her. Now I don't know if that's just okay. like if that's some super grown woman stuff. And super duper grown woman be putting on negligees, but I did not one know that they still made them. Two, um, why y'all? I feel like that's just the pathway to yeast infection, but whatever. I don't know nothing about no negligee, but um, you didn't see. Okay, so there's a scene where David steals. Uh, uh, oh, that the, was the negligee. Yeah, it was a negligee. It was like it was like lace. Yeah, I seen body it. suit. Oh, I didn't even... It serves no purpose. Oh, it's not, it's not panties, yeah, but it's not panties. It's not a bra. It's not a shirt. It's just a lace bodysuit. Negli- it was just weird. People wear stuff like that to the club now. Okay. Okay. Um, so, um, then my next note is Marcus be getting the rest of his life. Now, every time... I don't know. Uh, Stephen Bishop know how to play some sleep, Okay. Because every time that camera was on him, he looked like our baby. I was jealous, honestly. I'm like, looking at this man like, I, I know it's a movie, but that sleep look amazing. Like, that man's real sleep. That's not acting. No. That okay. that nap came from his soul. He yes. was like, y'all, just let me sleep for a little bit and then come in with the camera. It's going to be better that way. Hey. That man, yes. That was some beautiful. That sleep was amazing. And I only hope I can get that one day. Right. So my final note, and when I finally stopped writing stuff down, and this is when I became thoroughly annoyed with the movie, is Courtney is digmatized, and I don't like it. The friend, Courtney. Um, the friend, Courtney. Now, we haven't really told any of the plot in this. We've told no. things that happened. There's some spoilers, whatever. But we haven't told any of the plot. For real. Courtney is a friend, and you. there are some people that can probably identify with this. When your friend hasn't been getting any attention for some time, they've been in a dry spell, and somebody finally comes up and lights that fire, and then now your friend that was your ace, your homie, and y'all had to do everything together, and whoop bam, now your friend is like, oh, really? 
You don't know them like I know Courtney them. is goofy. Courtney was goofy as hell yeah. and frustrated me and was a good part of the decline of this movie. And can I say... Go ahead, babe. No, I, I just wanted her to go away. I wanted them to stop being friends. But go ahead. I did. But can I say, I felt a way that Estelle was playing a secretary like she wasn't Estelle. Every time I saw her, I said, ain't that the girl that sing the song? Because she sings songs. What do you I mean? know it, but I've seen, but she's done, she's done small roles in other places. Like, I don't know. I just feel like we saw the back of her head and her profile like the most of the time that we saw her. I don't know. I just feel like something else could have been done with that character. I feel like that Linda's character should have been amplified and Courtney's character should have been killed off. Okay. Let me tell you something about Ellie. Neil's character and Courtney. Ellie was every bit as annoying as Courtney was in those scenes. So, yeah. Um, They wouldn't stop. It wouldn't stop being a thing. They wouldn't stop chasing... She wouldn't stop chasing her down. It was just getting annoying. It got to the point where it needed to stop. It needed to end. The movie was bad at this point. Right. And, yeah, it just... It was a terrible experience. That was my last note. So, um, I will say this. It was not terrible to watch visually. Visually, lighting showed up um, and and did the best that they could. It was decent, yeah. Um, cause I really feel like they brought all the stuff for white folks. Um, wardrobe showed up and they gave him a nice, uh, you know, Meryl Streep, Barbara Streisand, uh, palette of things. Including wigs. Every, oh my God. Um, I'm not, I'm not, here's the thing. I understand that hair is a difficult thing to portray. Um, but everybody had a bad wig. Everybody. Except for the police officer. And the male bald man. And the bald man. Um, Just everybody's everybody's was, hair was um, but but yeah. it made it seem like you know how like when you go to a city and be like, everybody around here got ain't got no edges. Right? It made it seem like that was the theme. Like all the people around here, they put bad wigs on and they put on clothes too big for them. Um I didn't like uh Neil Long jogging. It didn't look authentic. Uh, she probably do jog. I have no idea. <laughs> That's so nitpicky. <laughs> she didn't look authentic jogging. I mean, no, it was just... It if was I'm near along, like, listening to this, I'm like, shut up, Tone. Like, what? But it did look at me. Like, yeah, it, I guess... She looked tired. The whole time, every time... It was like, was she ever... What was there even a point for her to even be running? There, not really. There's, There wasn't. It was something that maybe they was trying to get a, like a sexy Neil Long thing happening with her running. It it didn't quite turn out. Maybe that way. it was maybe all of that was just to get us a setup for the ending. Maybe like she runs. That's what maybe she does. they weaved it in. Maybe yeah. maybe. Okay, here's the theory that I have because I usually play track the wig in in shows where it's like I don't like the wig and I just watch and see what the wig was doing mm-hmm. but maybe they shot everything and they shot the end and they're like well wait why would this even be a logical place for him to go like why would this even be a logical place for them to like run to so maybe yeah. they backtracked and backfilled in the her running everyday story okay to make it 
link up so that it wasn't like uh how did uh Taraji get on the boat in acrimony. <laughs> yeah, oh no. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, uh I could see them trying to do that, definitely trying to uh backfill or, you know, make sense of the whole ending scene. How would she even know where to go? How could she even make it that far? We don't know how good a shape she in. So, you know, you want to look at it in a way of uh, essentially, like, um, let's make her being in shape make sense. Her being able to do all this moving and running at the same time and doing it better than anybody else in the scene. Uh, so I can definitely see them trying to uh, backtrack and uh, make all that connect in one, uh, you know, in, in a way that makes sense. I mean, I feel like there were... They, I can't say that there were any plot holes. I just didn't like the story. No, the story was pretty um, mediocre. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it It was good for a quarantine watch, though. I will say that. Boredom, yes. Like, if you're stuck in the house and you're trying to, like, not be out and about or whatever, it was worth watching just to have, like, a rise and dip in emotion. Right? Because I was frustrated. Because I'm like, if I'm in danger... I'm going to immediately tell you what's going on. I don't even say danger. If I'm in a high-stress situation with somebody that doesn't live with us, I'm going to just be like, uh, Tom, this happened, that happened, that happened, this happened, like, and now this person won't leave me alone. If, if, if a man shows up in my home, Invite me out to a thing. And and you didn't tell me everything that was going on beforehand. I'm going to be quite upset in a way that uh, you haven't seen me upset before. Well, yeah. Uh, and That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm agreeing with you. Like, tell me. Yeah. I promise I probably won't get as mad as you think I will. I will definitely get as mad or even more angry than you think I will if you don't tell me. In that scenario. Right? Like, don't, I don't want this human being in my presence if they're, if they're causing you distress. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And so then I I think that that was just like, um, that was the thing that didn't make sense to me. I spent the majority of the like, girl, tell your husband. Oh my God. Oh my God, just tell your husband. Why wouldn't you tell your husband? Like, it was just the whole time I'm here fussing. The whole time. And I'm just sitting here like, this is, this is annoyingly frustrating mm-hmm. because I'm in a man. I'm looking. I'm putting myself in the husband's shoes, and I'm like, "Brother, I'm mad for you." Yeah, cause she got yeah. you out here looking like a whole sap sucker, like a like a clown. She got you out here looking like you don't know nothing, cause you don't know nothing. You just well, sorry, out here man. looking goofy <laughs> with no thing. <sighs> so I think that's how we got on this. We ain't like it that much, mm-hmm. but it you know it was good to see people in ways that you've never seen them before. So I would say, I would recommend you watch it knowing that it's not going to be that deep. Right. Watch it knowing that you're going to be disappointed, upset, and frustrated. But watch it with a clear mind and heart. That way you don't expect too much. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was pretty good. That was fun. Exciting times. See you at the next movie.